Welcome to the Justin and Luke Show. The Ultimate Practice. What medical school forgot to teach you about building the life of your dreams. Written by Justin Hewall and Luke Infinger. Narrated by Million Quinteros. Chapter 6. Everyone Wants New Patients. The real reason your practice isn't that busy. No matter where we go, whenever we are talking to doctors, their number one concern is getting new patients. It's true that the more patients you have, the more money your practice tends to make. Most doctors seem to think that if their practice is not generating enough revenue, the solution lies in getting more patients. The next logical step is to increase their marketing so they can increase the volume of leads they get. This in turn leads to the problem we discussed of doctors not being happy with their marketing companies. Lead generation is only half the battle. The other half of the battle lies in the ability to turn those leads into patients. You could have hundreds of leads coming in, but if your office can handle the volume of leads and does not have the processes in place to convert these leads, then you're just wasting your money. If you are not set up to handle the leads you get, then it won't matter how effective your marketing is, because your revenue only increases when leads convert. This requires a highly trained internal team. In our experience, the majority of practices do not have effective operational methods in place or properly trained staff. They try to feed leads to a broken system that can convert them into patients and generate revenue. This causes them to think that their marketing isn't working, but it is actually a problem with their standard operating procedures or lack thereof. What is the consequence of the influx of leads on a practice due to an effective marketing campaign? It means more form submissions from your website and an increase in phone calls. This in turn requires your staff to spend more time dealing with inquiries and scheduling consultations and exams. Your team is now trying to juggle the new prospective patients coming in while trying to stay on top of all their tasks necessary to serve your existing patients. More often than not, this is where the breakdown begins. Staff get overwhelmed, patient experience drops in quality, and follow-up on leads is slow. All of this hurts your practice, and all because your marketing efforts actually worked. The doctor complains that the marketing did not work or that they only got low-quality leads. What they don't see is how much damage they have done to their practice by not having systems in place to handle leads, while still being able to provide an excellent patient experience. The leads that had to wait too long for a response have already called another office. This actually means that they paid to market for another doctor. New patients who do come in and have a poor patient experience don't convert and sign on for care, leaving money on the table. Existing patients get angry and tell their friends and family not to go to their office, cutting off the best supply of high-quality, easy-to-convert leads. Ultimately, this causes a decrease in their practice volume and revenue, hurting their business. It isn't always about new patient volume. We often see that if practices were to increase their conversion rates even slightly, they would not only improve their revenue, but they would also obtain more leads through patient referrals. It's common knowledge that word of mouth is the best form of marketing. If your patient experience is exceptional, then one patient will tell another friend or family member. Those people will tell someone else and so on. This happens without stimulating the referral process, 
When you put systems in place to generate referrals, the amount of money you can make increases even more. The key is the patient experience. If you're going to increase your lead conversion rate, you need to improve the quality of your patient experience. After working with over 50 different practices, we have found that there is an astronomical amount of money being left on the table, just because lead conversion rates aren't as high as they could be. We've had many of our clients tell us that the leads that did not convert just weren't a qualified lead. It just wasn't the right fit. We always dig a little deeper to find out exactly what happened. The first problem we find is that there is no tracking. We can't just look at the records to see where the lead came from, how many times they were called, texted, and emailed, who they talked to, what they were offered, and the reason for declining care. Before it is determined that a lead is not qualified, here are some questions to consider. Number one, how did you conclude that they weren't a qualified lead? Number two, what kind of conversations did your team have with this lead? Number three, how many times did they get a follow-up call, text, or email? Number four, what kind of offer were they presented? Just considering the answers to these questions for each lead that does not convert is a starting point for seeing just how much money you and your team are leaving on the table. When we start working with a practice, we take it a step further by implementing tracking so we can observe every step of the lead-to-patient conversion cycle. You will be able to see if every action and touchpoint is being carried out in an effort to convert each lead, or if leads are just falling through the cracks due to inadequate internal procedures. Our client's office, Dr. Lee, provides an example of the detrimental effect poor internal systems can have on handling an influx of leads. When Dr. Lee came to us, he had been working with a marketing company who are generating leads for his office but he wasn't seeing the increase in revenue that he wanted. We started generating the high-quality leads he was looking for, but we also decided to take a deeper dive into his practice to see where the disconnect between lead generation and patient conversion was. It did not take too much digging to discover that his internal team was so convoluted that no one knew who was in charge of any given task. Patients were falling through the cracks while employees were stepping on each other's toes to get things done. When we asked each of the staff if they could tell us their roles, they were bewildered because there was so much overlap. No one had complete ownership over one thing, making it impossible to determine who was responsible for each mission-critical task. Dr. Lee had five people working for him. He had a receptionist, a patient coordinator, an office manager, a clinic assistant, and an esthetician who also did part-time administrative work. When we looked at the office manager's role, we found that they were also responsible for handling all of the payroll, which took up an entire day every month. Upon further digging, we discovered that the office manager and the patient coordinator were the same person. The team member with the critical role of ensuring patient happiness was also responsible for running the office, negotiating insurance contracts, and doing payroll. With all of these urgent and time-consuming responsibilities, you can imagine how many things were falling through the cracks. The esthetician could not be fully focused on quality patient care because she was also responsible for office administration. The receptionist, who should be a key player in ensuring that patients are greeted warmly and are having an exceptional office visit, 
was also responsible for handling phone calls. She had to field inquiries and respond to the form submissions for their marketing campaigns, while also following up on leads to get them scheduled into the office. The number of lead conversion opportunities being lost were astronomical, and the patient experience was suffering. We secret shopped them to gain first-hand experience with their process. We found that the team's calls were inconsistent in quality, and the people calling in were merely getting the answers to their questions, but were never presented with an offer. Names, phone numbers, and emails were not being collected during the calls, which means there was no tracking within their internal CRM. Moreover, with questions being answered and no offer being positioned, the internal team was essentially getting the lead to their buying point, but not getting them to come in for a consultation, where the odds of conversion were highest. These were the leads that were getting written off as low quality or not the right fit. Meanwhile, Dr. Lee's office had done all the heavy lifting, while these leads simply called another office and spent their money there. Doing marketing when your internal processes are weak is downright detrimental to your practice. You do all the work, and another practice picks up that money that's sitting on the table. After gathering all of this information about internal roles and processes, it was clear that this practice needed structure, and every person needed to know precisely what their responsibilities were. We took all of this information and presented it to Dr. Lee, so that he could genuinely understand where his practice was lacking and the importance of making process changes to increase lead conversion rates. To create this structure and sense of ownership in the practice, we created a clear flow of where leads went from the first point of contact to the first appointment and beyond. We assigned each employee a specific step in the lead-to-patient conversion cycle that they alone owned. An entirely new sense of ownership and accountability within the office developed. If something went wrong or if something didn't get done, one person owned that mistake. As a result, morale and overall pride increased drastically. It took approximately 90 days for Dr. Lee and his team to fully adopt these new processes. And due to the positive results they achieved, he was able to give each person on his team their first ever end-of-year bonuses. You can have all the leads in the world, but you can't do anything with these leads if you don't have the systems in place to convert them. When we spoke about Dr. Milner earlier in Chapter 4, we talked about how his practice was not generating the income he needed to support the doctor lifestyle he was trying to lead. He had tried to address this problem by investing in marketing to get new patients, but was frustrated by the lack of results. The real reason he was struggling in practice was due to the inability of his team to convert the leads into patients. Dr. Milner's practice was running into a lot of problems because of long call wait times, as well as inconsistent lead and patient follow-ups. When we started working with him, we discovered that he didn't have any internal processes, and leads who were trying to call in to schedule an appointment had to wait on the phone for over two minutes before they were able to select the new patient option and speak to a live person. This may not seem like much time, However, think about how frustrating it is when you call into a company and have to navigate through a whole menu of options and wait on hold just to get to speak to someone. This is not something you want to be doing to a valuable lead who is calling you about the possibility of spending thousands of dollars at your office 
When leads would go to leave a voicemail, the message would say that it would take 48 hours for someone to call them back. This is an outrageous amount of time. If you are spending money on marketing to generate new leads, think about this. The odds of calling to contact a lead decrease by over 10 times in the first hour. The odds of contacting a lead if called in 5 minutes versus 30 minutes drops 100 times. Source, leadresponsemanagement.org Our framework helps bridge the gaps all the way through the lead-to-patient conversion cycle, from tracking the first form submission from your website or phone inquiry to the patient starting treatment. We do this by aligning our marketing with your operations. Once 20 hours goes by, every additional call you make to a lead actually hurts your odds of getting in touch with them. Ultimately, the longer you wait, the less likely you are to get a hold of them at all. Dr. Milner's callback time was 48 hours. You can be guaranteed that the leads just hung up, called the next office, and just screened out his calls. We had to make sure he stopped leaving money on the table and paying to market for other practices by wasting these leads. We re-recorded his voicemail message and made sure that when leads called in, they could select the new patient option right away and be routed to a real person. This allowed them to ask their questions and get their answers in real time. Most importantly, we made sure his team could present them with an offer like coming in for a consultation. By making these two simple tweaks, his staff increased conversions to the point where the office started hitting its monthly revenue target and Dr. Milner got to take home a paycheck. When a lead is calling, they're already halfway down the sales funnel. They're just looking for that last piece of information to push them over the edge to buy, or in this case, make an appointment. People want answers right away, and if you're not able to give them the answers when they're looking for them, they will find someone who can. Most offices don't have the processes in place to handle the leads that they are counting on for taking their practice to the next level. They also lack the scripting for fielding inquiries. We have found that by rewording the initial call script and putting more emphasis on the offer, our best offices have been able to double their new patient intake and their revenue. All doctors want new patients, but we know the reality is that they want to increase their revenue and live a great lifestyle without having to work all the time. Marketing and getting leads is only part of the solution. The real reason your practice is not as busy as you'd like it to be is because you don't have the internal procedures to support the influx of leads. Dr. Lee and Dr. Milner's results are just examples of what's possible when a doctor focuses on internal processes for providing exceptional patient experience. Any office can do this, and if you want to see these results in your office, answer the following questions. What your office must have to master lead conversion. Number one, a way to track how much money the website is bringing in. Number two, a system for tracking the number of calls and appointment requests that come in. Number three, a lead response time goal. How quickly your team follows up on a lead. Number four, a person dedicated to patient conversion and selling your services. The reason we implement tracking systems on all the touch points in the lead to patient conversion cycle is to gather data on how effectively our offices are converting the leads we generate through marketing. 
we can use the valuable insights that we get from analyzing the data to determine what systems are working well and where processes need to be implemented to increase conversion. As the systems in an office get tighter and more consistent, we see their conversion rates increase. The whole office becomes committed to increasing the patient experience, and less money is left on the table. In our best offices, this results in the addition of tens of thousands of dollars to their monthly revenue. Imagine what is possible in your office. In the next chapter, we'll show you how to go about choosing a marketing company that will help you grow your practice with quality leads that actually convert into patients. We will share the exact questions that they should be asking you if they are truly committed to building your practice. And you'll learn about the three types of marketing companies that you should avoid. This has been The Ultimate Practice. What medical school forgot to teach you about building the life of your dreams. Written by Justin Hewall and Luke Infink. Narrated by Million Quinteros. For more information, visit justinandluke.com.